the department that regulates the doctors, you know, just wrap your head around this. This is is unbelievable. This isn't just happening in Wisconsin either. But you wrap your head around what I just said. It's telling you that if you have a loved one in a hospital setting, the doctor has unilateral authority to issue a DNR without the patient or their loved one's permission. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was our buddy, Scott Shera. You'll recall his daughter, Grace, who had Down's syndrome, was murdered at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin. Why? Because exactly what Scott just said in that clip is what they did to his beloved daughter. And the exact same thing could happen to you, regardless of which state you live in. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Gold prices could surge to $4,000 an ounce in 2023, and Noble Gold Investments has the details. As recession fears persist, Jorg Keener, Chief Investment Officer of Swiss Asia Capital, said that many economies could face a bit of a recession in the first quarter, which would lead to many central banks slowing their pace of interest rate hikes, making gold instantly more attractive. If 2022 taught us anything at all, it's that tangible assets are the only assets you can count on like gold. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results, so do your own due diligence. Thousands of people have started to make a move towards securing their retirement. Join them by opening a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments. If you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here. Guys, are you getting sick of people dying suddenly? Well, it keeps happening. I want to welcome my guest back. It's Scott Shera. His website, ouramazinggrace.net. You guys might recall his lovely daughter, Grace, was murdered at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin. And Scott is now dedicating his life to exposing these criminals, these white coat killers, as our friend Dr. Lee Leet likes to call them. Scott, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Sean. It's great to be back. Hey, thanks for being here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. I want to start with a word of thanks, though, to my friend Laura Logan, who was on the show recently. She offered at the conclusion of our discussion there to tweet directly to Elon Musk about restoring my Twitter account. And guess what? It worked. On Sunday, the 15th of January, I discovered my Twitter account was reinstated after nearly two years of being permanently suspended. So I really do appreciate Laura Logan for sticking her neck out for me. And there's still so many people. I think X22 is still permanently suspended from Twitter, as are many people. And I wish Elon Musk would fix that situation. But I'm glad to be back on Twitter because it's a good resource for finding real information. I wanted to show you guys this as well. The criminal ATF under criminal puppet President Joe Biden is attempting a gun grab over pistol braces. They've declared it illegal to own these pistol braces. And it's a complete abomination. It's a war on our Second Amendment rights. Mike Adams has the details here on my site, thephaser.com. But I really wanted to share this. Scott, I'm sure you heard the sudden deaths continue in 2023 with the cardiac arrest of Lisa Marie Presley. Really a sad breaking news to report here. Uh, the Associated Press is now reporting that Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis Presley's only daughter, has died at age 54. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, confirming the news to the Associated Press after just a few hours ago asking for prayers for her daughter. 
Guys, I'll pause it there. My understanding is Lisa Marie Presley was at the Golden Globes the day before. She was perfectly fine. And she died suddenly of a cardiac arrest, and her housekeeper found her unresponsive. You know, died suddenly, Scott. It just keeps coming, and the mainstream horror media says it's climate change. It's certainly not the vaccine. I know. It's it's hard to... It's really hard to grasp. And when are people going to wake up to sudden adult death syndrome is not a real thing? Uh, you know, we, we have such a dumbed down population, which is, of course, part of that the agenda that they had to implement to to accomplish the bigger agenda. Well, your daughter had met Priscilla Presley. You told me that before I hit record. So this story is sort of close to home for you, huh? Yeah, my wife is is really distraught over it. We we never met Lisa Marie, but Priscilla, who's Elvis's wife, Lisa Marie's mother, um, Grace had written a fan letter to her, and unbelievably, she called Grace and invited us down to Graceland, and we had a private meeting with her. And Grace and Priscilla became pen pals. Uh, when we lost our son Travis with suicide, uh, Priscilla was just a great friend, uh, helping us walk through that. She called my wife the day after. Grace was murdered and uh, she, she just she's been a gift to our family. I just you can't believe somebody at that level would reach out to, you know, somebody like us. But she did. And, you know, so, in you know, Lisa Marie lost her son, Ben, to suicide two years ago. And so now Priscilla just lost her daughter. I mean, the parallels are, are eerie and it's really impacting my wife. Wow. I'm glad you shared that story because a lot of these famous people, you know, they don't get credit for the things that they do in private, right? Helping people out like they did you in befriending your daughter, Grace. Hey, before I show Died Suddenly and what's trending over on Twitter right now, I want to ask you about any updates you have regarding the murder of your daughter, Grace, at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Appleton, Wisconsin. Now, I use that term murder specifically because you and I have talked about the litany of drugs they put her on which suppressed her breathing and ultimately killed her. In addition to that, the doctor issued a DNR, do not resuscitate, against your direct orders, correct? Well, they implemented a do not resuscitate unilaterally, which is is illegal. You asked for an update. So then what I have for an update on that specific thing is the state of Wisconsin through the Department of Safety and Professional Services. This is the organization that's supposed to protect the public from medical professionals that aren't doing their job. Well, they obviously have sided with the medical professionals. I had originally sent a complaint to them in December of 2021, uh, about six weeks after Grace was murdered. They responded about six weeks later saying they did an investigation. The doctor didn't do anything wrong. It ended up being a complete sham. We found out uh, later on, the doctor hired an attorney to respond to my complaint. We we fortunately got a copy of that letter. I mean, through an investigative reporter, we received a copy. There was at least 50 lies in that letter, but they didn't give me a chance to even respond. They just issued a report closing the case. It was a complete sham. Well, what got worse is that the same investigative reporter, he just released a, a documentary on illegal DNRs on January 9th. It's on Grace's website. But in his uh, probing and poking to the Department of Safety and Professional Services, they ended up writing him a letter dated December 5th, just a, just a little over a month ago. And you got to consider this letter is now written after they know who we are. Originally, they didn't know anything about us. We're just another person who lost their loved one in the hospital. 
But now they wrote this uh, to him, and he gave us a copy, of course, and it says specifically, I'm reading right out of the letter they wrote, chapter 154, which is the state DNR statute in Wisconsin, of the Wisconsin statutes, does not apply to physicians operating in a hospital, non-emergency room setting, such as the one in question. So the department that regulates the doctors, you know, just wrap your head around this. This is, is unbelievable. This isn't just happening in Wisconsin either. But you wrap your head around what I just said. It's telling you that if you have a loved one in a hospital setting, the doctor has unilateral authority to issue a DNR without the patient or their loved one's permission. I mean, how can that possibly be? Other than we know the cabal doesn't stay in the rule box that we all have to play by. They operate outside the rule box. And then, of course, you have to sue them to get justice and you know, how many other people are murdered while the two-year process of supposed justice even takes place. All right. So all of these protocols that we're talking about here, these are Ezekiel Emanuel death panel Obamacare protocols. That's what's in place here. So the doctors, well, they can issue do not resuscitate orders and just kill patients. And they hide behind what? The PrEP Act, the CARES Act. They think they have immunity from murder. Scott? Well, this is, uh, Sean, you know, I mean, you you have been digging into rabbit holes for years. You know, since Grace died, you know, first I dug into was she murdered? Then I concluded she's murdered. Then I started going down the genocide trail that led to the Holocaust. And ultimately, it led to this whole business of the Health and Human Secret Services Secretary having emergency powers under the public health emergency. So this death panel idea that you're bringing up, I want to frame this and then then connect the dots completely. So you go all the way back to March 23rd of 2010. That was the day Obamacare was passed. Well, rewind before that, the chief architect of Obamacare is the man you just mentioned, Ezekiel Emanuel. And this is a quote from him back in 1996. Remember, this is the chief architect of Obamacare. And he said, quote, services provided to individuals who are irreversibly prevented from being or becoming participating citizens are not basic and should not be guaranteed. So that's the that's the segue to implement death panels. So of course you remember back then, and so Stephen Ratner, who was the counselor for the Treasury Secretary at that time, went all over the TV stations saying we need death panels. And then Senator Jay Rockefeller introduced what was called the Independent Payment Advisory Board. That doesn't sound like a death panel, but that was the death panel. Well, that was never implemented by Congress, thankfully. Uh, but they didn't kill the whole dragon, and it reared its head. And this is this is so big, Sean, that reared its head, and the Health and Human Services Secretary passed a charter for what's called the Medicare Evidence Development Coverage Advisory Committee, MEDCAC, on November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. And then the filing date was Thanksgiving. So they've done this before. They pass what is the equivalent of a law the day before Thanksgiving. So then the press is all gone. It never gets any coverage. Well, as I was digging into, so now these new rabbit holes, what happens is, okay, the, we're in the middle of a Holocaust. You start digging, 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 you know, and, and it, thankfully God gave me a researcher's heart. And so I stumble across this charter, which this is big, big news. It says specifically, 
that this this organization, MedCAC, is charged with deciding which medical items and services are reasonable and necessary or otherwise covered for Medicare beneficiaries under Title 18 of the Social Security Act. So when you when you hear what I just read, you think, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not on Social Security. I'm not on Medicare. But you are. And the reason I say you are is because Medicare, Medicaid sets the standard of care for the entire United States for anybody on public insurance, no insurance, or private insurance. So if you go to a conventional facility, you are going to be impacted by this, and the death panels have become real again. Uh, so, I mean, you can't make this up. And I'm, I'll give you a pointed example so people can connect the dots. Roughly five years ago, I was, I was diagnosed with heart disease. And so they take you through a whole battery of things. And I said, I'm not doing any of these meds. So I, because I started researching on my own, I realized what was causing my heart disease and the meds weren't going to do anything other than mask it. So then one of the nurses pulled me aside and said, Scott, I want to share something with you that you're not going to believe. I said, okay, what is it? And she said, the reason we're pushing this on you is we have to. And the reason we have to is because we have to follow the government-issued standard of standards of care, which includes the meds they want you to take, in order for our Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement rates to not be reduced. So that's what's going on here. So death panels have been re-upped. Um, so how do they do this? So, you know, Sean, I, I want to drill that down next, if that's okay with you, as to how can they even possibly do this? Yeah, I want you to do that. Let me do a screen share, though. So don't forget that thought. Let's do that. I just want people to understand it's a two-prong attack against we the people globally. So we have the hospital protocols-induced deaths, and we have the vaccine-induced deaths. People dropping dead suddenly. They're not even making it to the hospital where the white coat killers can take them out. American Idol contestant C.J. Harris dies suddenly at the age of 31. He suffered an apparent heart attack in his hometown in Alabama. That's it. That's all the mainstream media will say about that. Meanwhile, at least 32,000 excess deaths in 2021 have been directly attributed to heart failure and circulation-related failures. Huh, what's that mean? Blood clots? What's that mean? Myocarditis? Pericarditis? The known effects of the vax? So this is a two-prong attack. Scott, if your daughter hadn't made it to the hospital where they killed her, well, they probably eventually would have forced a vaccine on her, which would have killed her. Although, of course, you wouldn't have allowed the vax, right? Correct. Yeah, Grace was never vaccinated with anything. Uh, thankfully, we were wise to vaccinations way before this this non-vaccination uh, came uh, came out. In fact, I would add a third uh, leg of the stool that you just mentioned. So we obviously have the the bioweapon, we have the hospital murders, but then the setup for both of those is propaganda. That's what I would say is the third leg of the stool. And, I, you know, I don't think very many, you know this, of course, but not many would realize that on July 2nd, 2013, the Smith-Month Act was modernized via the 2013 National Defense Authorization Act. And what that did was it made, you know, you can't make this stuff up, Sean. It made propaganda legal in the guise of national defense. So, of course, the government's been doing propaganda at least all the way back to JFK's murder, probably before that. But, you know, they made it legal in 2013. Uh, 
legalized lying to the American people, propaganda used against the people domestically that used to be illegal since World War II. Now, Obama, who loves his Obamacare, he loves his death panels. Under Obama, the Smith-Munt Act was repealed, allowing this criminal government to lie to the people. And I'm sorry I interrupted your flow there about the death panels. Get back to what you're going to say. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor. Noble Gold Investments wants to let you know that gold was the best investment class for 2022. Now, of course, past performance is no guarantee of future results. So do your own due diligence. According to longtermtrends.net, gold actually outperformed the S&P, the Dow, and Bitcoin in 2022. So what are you waiting for? Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month and receive a free one quarter ounce American Gold Eagle coin with every qualified IRA of $50,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. And I'm sorry I interrupted your flow there about the death panels. Get back to what you're going to say. Okay, so what happened is, you know, the this type of thing bugs me. So I think, how in the heck could this Health and Human Services Secretary implement a death panel unilaterally? So I start digging and I, you know, I start really peeling back the public health emergency. And for those of you who don't know, we've been under a public health emergency for COVID since January 31st of 2020. It was just re-upped for another 90 days on January 11th. This is huge news. Of course, it didn't get reported hardly any place, but this is maybe the biggest news um, certainly of the day. But over, and the reason it's the biggest news is because the public health emergency is what's giving the Health and Human Services Secretary the authority. So I start researching what is going on here and you know what God has done so many things with this fight, Sean. And he he keeps giving me things to help with the research. And you actually were instrumental in the research. You don't even know it. But you had sent me a 45-minute video that you posted on the phaser that was right on point with the research I'm working on is what what's going on. So that became one of the, the pieces that helped me really frame this. So I want to connect the dots here. And so Catherine Watts, if you're not familiar with her, she's a constitutional law researcher. And what she has demonstrated through a paper she wrote was that this whole thing started in 1969, the legal framework for what we're doing today. And in 1969, the Chemical and Biological Warfare Act was passed. And what she has concluded is that through a series of, of congressional acts, they've concentrated the federal power in the hands of the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Secretary of Health and Human Services during any public health emergency as determined by the Health and Human Services Secretary. So the Health and Human Services Secretary determines there's a public health emergency and then gets unilateral power. Okay, so now you think about this can't be true. Well, it is true. And I want to literally, I, I've been connecting these dots so that I can talk about it at such a level that the common person can understand it. So I just said that on January 31st, 2020, the Health and Human Services Secretary declared a public health emergency relative to the pandemic. You can look that up. Anybody can look it up. Okay, so then what happened next? On February 4th, that same secretary determined that there is a, quote, 
public health emergency that has a significant potential to affect national security, end quote. So then he authorized the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. That's the PREP Act. That's what gives immunity from liability for all of this craziness. So now with the backing of the Health and Human Services Secretary in place, the FDA had, has the authority to, again, quote, strengthen public health protections with emergency use authorizations. So most of you have heard about emer emergency use authorizations. So those are instigated by first implementing a public health emergencies, uh, health emergency. Of course, we know President Trump at the time was promoting ventilators and ventilators became approved almost immediately with an emergency use authorization. For drugs, the criteria the FDA has to use for drugs used in hospitals to kill patients is this. Of course, they don't say to kill patients. An EAU may be issued if the FDA concludes there is no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the product for diagnosing, preventing, or treating the disease or condition. So you would ask, well, we know ivermectin works. We know hydroxychloroquine works hydroxychloroquine works, how could they possibly do this? How did they approve remdesivir when those two are available? And if you're not familiar with Tess Lori, spent, you know, Del Bigtree did a great interview of her. Uh, she exposes how ivermectin uh, essentially got squashed. They had all the details on ivermectin to save us, but it got squashed. Hydroxychloroquine Chloroquine got squashed in, a, in an even more egregious way. And if you look at things, I like to use the phrase, I get I get laughed at a lot for this when I say you can't make this stuff up. And it's, it's not a joke. On April 25th, 2022, the EAU for remdesivir was expanded to so it could be given to anybody older than 28 days. Then, of course, the final nail in the coffin with the FDA issuing emergency use authorizations was for the vaccine bioweapons at the end of 2020. So the conclusion of all of this, so you realize they authorized ventilators, they also authorized uh, remdesivir, um, they've authorized these bioweapons. And so by law, they legally did this. They legally authorized the murder of U.S. citizens. That's why we can't do anything. And I want to, I want to, uh, when I say we can't do anything, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people becoming awake, but I want to drill down the Brooke Jackson uh, lawsuit against Pfizer. Can I do that now, Sean, or do you have a question? Yeah, I want to interject and show folks something. Uh, you released this paper on Christmas Day. What's next for the hospital killing field? co-written with Robert Pazer, a death protocol survivor. Your friend, Robert, was in the hospital. They said he had COVID. They said, don't worry, we have an antiviral that will help you get better in three days. What was the antiviral? Remdesivir, which has a kill rate of 75% with three doses or more. Let's scroll down. We're told we live in the greatest nation in the history of the world. Well, that could be true again if we bring these people to justice. What you need to know, friends, before you go to the hospital is the United States is the number one country in the world for COVID hospital deaths. Number two was India at less than 50% of the deaths of the United States. Now think about that. India has a population of 1.4 billion people. That's a four times larger population with half the death count in the hospitals. So by my math, you are at least eight times more likely 
to be murdered in the hospital when you go there to get COVID treatment than you would be if you lived in India. Eight times more likely to die in the hospital in the United States. That's what I wanted to share from your paper. By the way, does that exist publicly? Where, where can people find that paper? Uh, I did put it on Grace's website under the urgent tab. So yes, I did put it out there and uh, Alex Newman posted it on Liberty Sentinel also. All right, great. The name of the paper, guys, what's next for the hospital killing field? All right, go ahead. Talk about that lawsuit. So what's going on? So I'm doing another paper drilling down this this whole thing about how the Health and Human Services Secretary has all this power. And what I'm I'm quoting from that paper when I'm going through this, because this stuff is, you know, it was shocking when I started to see it. So Brooke, the Brooke Jackson case so on January 8th, 2021, uh, Brooke Jackson filed the False Claims Act against Pfizer stating that Pfizer defrauded the government because they deliberately withheld crucial information from the United States that calls for the safety and efficacy of the their vaccine into question. Okay, so that seems basic enough, right? Pfizer's defense, I mean, this is, again, you can't make this up. Their defense is we had no obligation to produce uh, safety and efficacy information. We didn't even have an obligation to produce a vaccine. And they produced what was called an other transaction authority contract with the government that showed this. So, I mean, there was no, there was no intention to even make a vaccine. <laughs> so they show this as, so now the judge is looking at the case, the United States government chimes in at to the defense of Pfizer. So this was this is public record. So this is the United States government filing on October 4th, 2022. And it says, I'm going to read this literally. This is lit right in the filing. It says the statement of work. So this would be the the um what's required under the other transaction authority contract. The statement of work, which is attached to the complaint, further specifies that the Army did not regulate the conduct of the clinical trial, which is, quote, out of scope for the purchase agreement between the Army and Pfizer. So the Department of Defense and Pfizer have this contract. That's what Pfizer produced as a defense to Brooke Jackson's lawsuit. So then further in the complaint, it says, this is literally I'm reading out of the complaint. In short, the complaint does not plead factual content to support a conclusion that compliance with the clinical trial protocol or regulations was necessary under the contract between Pfizer and the Army. So what that means is the Department of Defense is paying manufacturers for large-scale prototypes, eliminating all the public pr protections and creating no accountability as in this example with Pfizer. Pfizer was given the authority to create a prototype, not a vaccine, as a countermeasure slash bioweapon under a military contract. And it's all secret by law. Yeah, you know what? I just had Karen Kingston on, and she's very, very passionate about calling this thing a bioweapon. I have got to train myself. You know, I call it a vax, right? The vax with an X. It's toxic. It's poison. But I do need to say every single time the vax bioweapon. It is a bioweapon in the military industrial complex was directly involved. So you've got Pfizer and an out of control criminal government creating a bioweapon to extinguish Americans. That's what this is. This is literally a war against we the people. 
it's it's hard for people to wrap their head around this. I get it. Uh, and I, I always close with, please share this with your friends so that we have a chance to wake people up. Um, I do want to add one other thing before we end, Sean, if I can. You bet. So, you know, this this hospital killing lane, that's the lane I'm in. And the euthanasia agenda, it's real. Uh, why would they, else would they implement death panels again? And what's been going on, and we, we know a lot of people, and so you you learn an awful lot. And, you know, this isn't out in the public yet, but that's why people tune into your show. They want to know what the news is before it's news. So what's going on under the guise of euthanasia is hospitals are now asking patients, just think this through. So here's the question they're asking new patients in the hospital. Have you ever wanted to go to sleep and not wake up? Oh, my God. Okay, so, I mean, I would probably answer that question, yes. I mean, that would be the greatest way to die, right? Okay, if the patient answers yes, he's marked as suicidal in his chart, which sets in motion meds he would never agree to because, of course, he's not suicidal, but just honest. In addition, so, I mean, in my opinion... In addition to furthering the youth and Asia agenda, you started out the program talking about uh, um, a gun control measure against the Second Amendment. I see this as another piece of that puzzle because inevitably they'll pass some law under the radar screen that says we can't have suicidal people own guns. And so, you know, dumb, lazy America will just go along with that. So now all these people that answered innocently to this question, yes, all become people that can't own guns. I mean, of course, that's all speculation, but you get the drift. Yeah, no, I think you're right over the target. And we see the move toward government assisted, government funded suicide in Canada. So this is spreading like a virus around the globe, at least in Western nations that otherwise would have never tolerated any of this just a decade or two ago. And as we round out the conversation, let's end where we began, which is with a criminal federal government. Biden is literally threatening people now, saying if you want to take on the federal government, you don't need an AR-15, you need F-15s, you need jet fighter planes, you need bombs, right? This is the madness of an out of control criminal government. Everything this man does is illegal. But do you think that matters to these Democrats? By the way, 13 facts on the dozens of feds who infiltrated the Trump crowds on Jan 6th, right? It is a war against we the people by an out of control criminal federal government. And by the way, it goes deep, friends. It goes deep like these Democrat governors, these unelected, stolen election bureaucrats like Soros backed Governor Katie Hobbs. She's not a governor. She didn't win that position with an honest election. They stole it. And what is she doing? Part of the humiliation ritual, I talk about it a lot, guys. Katie Hobbs rolls out a new budget proposal, eliminating border security in Arizona, repealing school choice law, and $40 million for in-state college tuition for illegals. That is the plan for our country under the dictates of these Democrats. Scott, it's just, I mean, where do we even go? It makes me so angry. But the good news is people are waking up. And guess what? 
Do not comply with anything illegal. Do not comply with these vaccine mandates. Do not comply. But more than that, we need to bring people like Katie Hobbs to immediate justice. We have to bring these people to justice because they're just laughing at us, Scott. They are openly mocking us now. I want to, I agree, of course, 100%, but I think there's a step before we do that. And this is maybe the most important step, Sean, and that is we have to come to grips with how we got here. And I'm going to just start with me. So before Grace died, I was not awake, of course, and I just was content with my my selfish little life. Okay, so now I'm awake. I'm all in on this fight. And so what is the what happened in between? I had to repent for my laziness. We got to this point because we've rejected God. You know, of course, I believed in God, but I was not representing God the way that we're supposed to. And the starting point with all of this to get our country back is repentance. That's 100% right. But you know what? In order to repent, you have to kneel before the higher power. You have to understand that uh, you can't be filled with hubris, right? Like these Demorats are. And most of these Demorats, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in a higher power. And that's why they're so right. eager to sell out humanity. Guys, here's the website, ouramazinggrace.net. For those that want to read that white paper, and I recommend everybody grab that and read that, how do they find it? If you go to the Urgent tab, I'll just do this with you live. So if you go to Urgent and then go to What's Really Happening, and that is that is the paper we were just talking about. All right. What's next for the hospital killing fields? Guys, I know this is painful information to share, but you're not going to get this kind of information, the real news about what's really going on with these Ezekiel Emanuel Obama death panels. You're not going to hear it from the Mockingbird mainstream horror media. So you need to find resources like SGT Report and like Scott's great podcast. You do a podcast now, right? Where do, where do people find it? I, I do. We have our own Rumble link. You can access it through Deep Programming with Grace's dad on the same website. And of course, you've been you were one of the great guests that we we had on. I'm doing that weekly now. Excellent. Yeah, we talked about 9-11. We dissected the false flag, which was 9-11, which contributed to my great awakening and many, many others. Millions of other people are waking up to what that false flag was all about. And uh, it's about destroying our nation from within. Right. We had George Bush Sr., the former director of the CIA, whose father, Prescott Bush, literally tried a fascist coup back in the 30s with his bankster buddies. And it was General Smedley Butler who blew the whistle on them. And of course, nobody went to jail, but it's all on the congressional record. The Bushes created the Clintons. You've got your false right-left paradigm right there. Why do I say that? Because the CIA was running drugs out of Mena, Arkansas, while Bill was president. So go look at that Clinton body count list, guys. Unbelievable how many people were found in the woods with their hands tied behind their back, two shots to the back of the head, Clinton's appointed coroner labeled all of these deaths suicides. It's a little bit like these hospital protocols. It's a, it's a little bit like died suddenly, Scott. Yes. It's anything but the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. That's, that's right. All right. Hey, thanks for your time today. I really do appreciate you guys. The website, ouramazinggrace.net. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sean. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, a sincere and special thanks to our subscribe stars and our members at sgtreport.tv. And guys, I'll remind you every single day for free, get the real news at thephaser.com and my flagship site, sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and your family in 2023. Bye-bye. They developed a bioweapon. 
and they unleashed a bioweapon. They went through all of the processes that you would have to go through to unleash a bioweapon, not a vaccine. Therefore, all of this immunity that they allegedly have under this contract is null and void.